right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Serious Angler Podcast, powered by our friends over at X2 Power Batteries. And we are back with the the highlighter captain, Mr. Andy Fole, yeah. <laughs> his decked out blackfish hoodie. Uh, and as always, I'm your host, Bailey Agbert. Uh Andy, we are in the uh, the snow globe of the United yeah. States, we'll call it, as of right now. <laughs> but how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm good. Um, I'm tired of snow blowing. Um, it's the Arctic tundra tundra here. It's like eight degrees right now. We're fixing to get another thirty inches, and so far, I mean, unofficially, because it sounds like you got more snow at your house over in like about fifteen minutes north. You're like what northeast of me, but I mean, unofficially, officially, where I live, we have forty three inches of snow from over the weekend, which is about three minutes from the bill stadium so if everyone who tuned in to the wild card game saw like snowballs being thrown everywhere they basically got about a quarter of the stadium shoveled and it was the first time in nfl history apparently that it was just choose your own seats so like they just really? if you had a ticket you could just go yeah damn <laughs> no, i, I like, wish we knew that we were sitting there like uh wife and i were looking at the tickets and we're like she wanted to go to a playoff game I'm wow, going man, next. These week. things are expensive. And then we're just like, nah, we're just not going to do it because to get good tickets. So, man, we, we missed out big time because we could have just gotten cheap tickets and sat wherever. But yeah, so was it Saturday before they postponed the game? There was tickets going as cheap as 30 bucks for the 100 level. And then once they moved it, yeah, to Monday, tickets went from like 30 bucks to $100 instantly. Good yeah. grief. Because I almost bought it. Go, I get. They got to be nuts for the KC game. Yeah, last night when I looked, I think they were like three hundred bucks a piece. But I'm, I'm not missing this one. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, first time KC comes to Buffalo, first road game besides Super Bowl for Patty Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, and there's that's a be dang good game. The stadium again. So like, yeah, because I think Saturday sets up for another Lake Effect monster to set up over buffalo so of it could be a very interesting weekend here in buffalo yeah oh, well i'm excited for it for the pure fact that i enjoy watching actual football not watching the eagles play because i don't know what that is but it's not football uh and i am just i was sitting there i'm like i'm, I'm sitting there dude and i'm like do i watch the eagles game do i not watch the eagles game and i'm like i'm a fan i have to watch the eagles there's no way i can't watch it's playoffs yeah and I turn it on, and I'm like, and I did the Kayak Bass Nation uh, live show last night, and I'm sitting there watching the game uh, at the same time, and I'm like, maybe halfway through the first quarter, I'm like, why am I watching this? I'm just going to start getting angry again because yeah. the teams, they did not deserve to be in the playoffs whatsoever. And I will not lie. From- I went to bed at halftime. I was like, I'm not staying up to watch this. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame I don't know why anybody would watch that game. It was just... uh. Yeah, I'm gonna end the rant there. Otherwise, because uh, you won't make you won't get me to stop. Because um, we have a really cool guest today, and I don't want to waste any more time. But we have Mr. Matt Strykel joining us. Uh, if you guys uh, live under a rock on the YouTube realm of things, SB Fishing, uh, really cool fishing content, like legitimate, no shenanigans, goes out there and legit catches them. And we're gonna talk about uh, swim bait slash glide bait selection today. Um, when to pick up a glide, when to pick up. You know, soft swim bait, um, much more than just that, but we're going to dive into it uh, in depth with him here in a minute. But before we get on, uh, get him on, 
uh, quick notes for you guys is in a couple weeks, uh, in about, well, I shouldn't say a couple weeks, about a month, um, the Elite Series season is starting. And that means fantasy fishing is beginning. And I put a link down in the description for you guys if you're watching uh, or listening to this uh, to join our fantasy fishing group. Uh, we will have prizes for the winner. It's not set in stone what they're going to be just yet, but there will be prizes for the winners. Uh, be sure to go join. It's free to join, free to play fantasy fishing. Um, go on over there, and we're going to have our fantasy fishing show starting here soon. Uh, good to get the crew back. It feels like we literally just ended, uh, yeah. but uh, it's always a, a great time with the, with the crew. So look forward to that. Uh, and then last week, you guys saw it was our first show of 2024. And that was with the new format. So if you listened or watched last week's show, you saw that we had a part two. We have our game show, if you if you will. We haven't really figured out a good name for it, but uh, we added on a, a segment for our show for this year uh, to add on top of it. So after we, we are done chatting with Matt today uh, and learning from him, uh, we are going to be getting on Bryant Smith from Bassmaster Late Series, as well as Jake Boomer from Alpha Angler. Oh, that's going to go cool. good. Oh, yeah, we got the, the knuckleheads together. They're in person with each other, which makes it even better. Uh, we're going to get the knuckleheads on. And uh, if you guys have not seen them together, they are like they're siblings. They fight. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome because we're going to do a bracket challenge on the best winter baits. So it'll make for a fun time. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever said this story on the podcast or not, but the first time the first classic I ever went to is Hartwell a couple years ago. And I met Brian in the morning i think it was either day two or day three and he comes over at the alpha angler booth and i'm standing there talking to joe LaBarbera, and he literally grabbed the entire rack of rods and took them to the buck and bass booth and hid them <laughs> and boomer shows up and it took him like 30 minutes or 45 minutes to figure out that the rods were gone also he's like wait where are the rods going you just see brian's head like popping over the clothes rack like the waterproof jacket rack like halfway down the venue and he's just like and Boomer's like, son of a... <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it'll be a fun time. Yeah. And uh, what's funny, too, is they're not small guys. Like, they're yeah. they're big boys. So it'll be... <laughs> they can they could go at it. But uh, that'll be fun. And uh, last thing, before we get Matt on here, um, is... I don't know if you guys saw last week, but uh, Berkeley just announced some some new baits. Uh, the Kredge and the Finisher. Um, I had the privilege of being there for when they announced it in Houston, uh, the NASA Space Center, which that was epic in itself, which we'll save for uh, talking later on in the show. I don't want to waste too much time because we got some juice to learn from Matt. Um, but that being said, those baits are on Omnia Fishing. So if you're looking to get yourself some, use code Series 10, save 10%. Um, links are down below straight to Omnia. And Did get they you guys come into stock yet? They might have, but I I know you can set an email reminder when they do come in stock. Omnia will uh, remind you and shoot you notifications that you can order them right away. But make sure you guys remember to use that code. Save yourself some money on it. And uh, Andy, I think without further ado, let's get our guest on for today. Mr. Matt Strike. What's going on, dude? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Hey, good evening. Heck yeah, dude. We, you guys uh, are talking me up a little bit too much, so I'm a little... A little nervous to share what little knowledge I have, but uh, hopefully I can teach or share some things that I've learned. Go ahead, Bailey. I was just going to say, this guy's being humble over here, the whole uh, (laughs) imposter syndrome. (laughs) But uh, Dude, for real, like we were talking about a little bit offline, but it was, I think, 
I went and actually checked it because we talked about it briefly, but one of the first videos that I watched of yours was back when you did the, uh, you were in a John boat with one rod and a lot of your content is still around like that smaller boat deal. Like, you know, you do those tournaments and that's something I eat up. And so that was seven years ago that I first watched one of your videos. So it's been seven years. Like some of my favorite content from yours was like the the travel and fishing in 50 States deal. That was super, super epic. Um, But man, don't don't sell yourself short, dude. You're you're sticking. There's a, there's a reason we want to get you on here to talk swim baits, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you watching the videos too. It's crazy that uh that it's been that long. You know, looking back, I'm like, man, that was seven years ago, six seven years. That's crazy. Yeah, but it feels like yesterday, it. probably. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, that's awesome, dude. Before we get into talking swim baits. Because this is your first time on the show, what we like to do with every new guest is throw it back to the very beginning of how you even got started fishing and who is to blame for this lifelong addiction that you have. So uh, if you will, throw it back to us. Tell us uh, how you got into fishing in the first place. It's been a long time since we've been able to ask that question. Yeah. A lot of repeat guests. Yeah. We have a bunch of turds that we get on here. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I started fishing when I was like 12 or 13. Um, my family had like a, we stayed at a campground down at Lake Gaston. We'd just go in the summers and stuff. Um, my brother Ace and I basically just, you know, kind of dicked around and picked up fishing here and there. And then we got access to like this Coleman Crawdad, like a 12 foot plastic John boat. We thought it was the coolest thing in the world because both of our parents were like, yeah, just go. You're good. Take a trolling motor. You're good. We thought it was awesome. So that's initially what just kickstarted all of it. Just being able to be out on the lake by ourselves trying to catch fish. Um, and then we started going more and more and the bug just continued to bite. Um, you know, filled up the DVR with literally every elite series event or you know, Bassmaster event that was going on, any sort of fishing content that was on television because that's all we had at the time and started fishing small jumbo tournaments and stuff like that and just any free time that we had to be fishing we were fishing and it's kind of weird too because we're from arlington virginia which is literally like five minutes from dc so we basically grew up in the city it was not a cool thing to be doing like fishing (laughs) there was one other person in our whole high school that fished and and yeah we just kind of ran with it that's pretty sick, dude. Yeah, and I think the one thing that I truly enjoyed about your content was, uh, I know you, you mentioned how sometimes you'll go and have some fun on a video here and there, but like for the most part, it was like you're legitimately going out there with the goal of like freaking catching them and learning from it, that sort of thing. So it was cool to follow along with that. Um, and it was this progression we've seen over time, uh, which is why I wanted to get you on here to talk swim baits was – getting deeper and deeper and in, in, involved in the uh, glide bait and swim bait game. And so when, when did that really pique your interest from a, from a, from a beginning of trying to throw bigger baits from at least from where you're at in Virginia? So the bigger baits kind of, I would say like within the last three years, um, maybe four actually. So my good friend, Billy, uh, I call him Billy Bates. That's how a lot of people know him. Uh, he was really into throwing like, big glides, big soft plastic swim baits. And he was always throwing them when I'd fish with him and catching fish. 
So he's actually, I would say, the one that truly got me into it. Like I just saw him catch so many fish where, you know, he's not even throwing that big of a bait, maybe like seven inch glide, six inch soft plastic swim bait. These catch from, I'm looking at him like, dude, I would like, I would not have the confidence to throw that bait, but it just happened so many times over and over again that I was like, all right, I gotta, I'm just going to go out and like, just throw big baits. Let's do that. He was all for it. So he definitely showed me the ropes with the bigger baits and like helped me out with gear. And like, we just go out and, throw glides around and big, uh, you know, soft plastic swim baits. And that's how it started for sure. And then I kind of figured it out a little bit more. And obviously with the help of live scope, it's like, it clicked pretty well. And at this point, basically like if I'm out fun fishing, even in some tournaments, like they're eating a glide, that's all I'm going to throw all day. It's hard to get it. off of it when the it, at least when they're tailing it, not even getting bumped yet, but at least when you know that they're interested, it's hard to go away and throw anything else. It is. It's especially if you can get if you get one to eat early in the day and you're seeing them being active, it I mean, I just I don't want to throw anything else. <laughs> and so well, I think one thing too to know is like you're a big musky guy it seems like anyway from the content that you put out and so oh, yeah. i'm sure that fueled the fire too from a big bait standpoint of oh, mentality absolutely. wise being able to just chuck and whine for one bite i yeah. do have a quick question how's your shoulder doing from like all that casting those big baits it's not bad it's good you basically <laughs> just gotta let the rod do everything that's that's the secret to it i would say the musky fishing is like 10 times worse like even though i haven't done it in a little bit but i mean i was real heavy into it for a few years um but yeah that'll and that'll wear you out like those baits are so they i mean they have one pound baits literally pounders it's insane <laughs> we're, we're gonna get into all that like setup wise and, and things like that because um i think in this it's good to note like one budget for like people that are trying to enter that swim bait space of knowing um you know what to throw you know that way they're they're not you know burning up their reels or things like that but also sure. um be able to talk about like from an avid standpoint where, where money isn't really uh, uh too much of a a concern when it comes to swim bait fishing of what might be the best baits out there to try to to target we'll get in that in a, in a second here but one of the, the biggest things I wanted to hit on in this conversation is people see these big swim baits all over the place. They see you and they see Milliken. They see uh, various different you know YouTubers now as well as just social content itself of guys doing it and doing it well. Um, and it could be a, a big soft bait. It could be you know a six-inch mag draft. It could be uh, a bigger glide bait, whatever it may be. Uh, and people wonder, and myself as well, is like, what? how do you choose between the glide bait then the soft bait i've heard opposing viewpoints on either but i'm kind of curious for you like what factors do you need to choose one or the other so i think for me it's still even trial and error but it's really dependent on where the fish are sitting in whatever cover they're sitting in so like if i'm fishing docks and it's super sunny out but they're not really chasing a glide out that's where i'll probably opt for like a six inch or six inch back draft, you know, to really skip it up under there into the shade and like slowly creep it out. Um, but if they're even a little bit active, normally you can 
get them to chase that glide and eat it. Um, another spot like that would be if you're fishing deeper laydowns, like coming off the bank, basically, and you can, like the Dream Smasher swim bait, that's one of my favorite ones to throw around, like in super heavy cover. And when you first look at it, it kind of has a squared off nose to it. So you'd almost think like, I'll probably hit whatever piece of cover you're bringing it through and like roll over and get pinned. Like it doesn't look very weedless or snag proof, but it's awesome. Honestly, one of the best producing soft plastic swim baits I've ever used, especially when you're like casting it up to a tree that's laying off the bank and you can just slowly take it off of every single branch all the way back to the boat. And you can catch a lot of big fish doing that. Yeah, it feels like there is, I think a while ago, and I, again, this is me speaking as a novice to the, the swim bait game, uh, but it feels like as years go on, it's kind of similar to like four facing sonar where each year you're seeing it used in a new place in a new way, or somebody's trying to use it as, um, as a, as a tool that otherwise we haven't seen yet. And it definitely seems like with big, bigger swim baits, like you're talking about bumping into brush piles where somebody otherwise might look at that. And like, there's no way I'm going to get hung up where it's there. Right. There's a, there's some sort of bigger swim bait that is going to be able to fish in whatever cover environment you might be in. Sure. And I will absolutely say that forward facing sonar has made fishing glides deeper, uh, way more stress free. Where, like, I can see every piece of this tree that I'm casting at. I can see where the fish are sitting. And I'm not scared to lose this $180 glide bait in 15 feet. You know, where normal, like, before that, I'd be like, all right, I'll let it sink down to like six feet and I'll like be pretty careful. But um, it's, eye-opening honestly and i've caught so many fish even like um kind of modifying the glides to sink faster um to fish in 10 15 20 feet deep and like through cover like that and i've i've literally been fishing this one seven inch glide for like a year and a half same one always deep like it's i haven't set up to, to sink never never got it oh it's crushed it's it's garbage. and it probably fishes it, bad for every bite though i'm that's, sure that's it's how I fishing like it. the best it's ever been yeah that, that's awesome yeah dude that's such a good point because prior prior to forward facing you're probably bringing the scuba suit out to dive for some of those baits especially yeah. the ones that are uh that are pretty hefty but um yeah dude uh i have i have one to, question to follow up on that but we actually do have some questions coming in cool. um we have Ryan Miller fishing here that asked uh, if you could have one swim bait and one glide bait for the rest of your life, what would your choices be? I would go with a, I'd say a dream, dream smasher for the soft plastic swim bait and a fish everything TS seven for my glide. Those are just my two top producing baits. And I'm honestly not, super um, like all over the place with glides. Like I don't have 50 different types of glides. I found one that I like and that's what I use. I have multiples of them, of course, but like when you get comfortable with something, especially like a glide bait, yes, there are some that somewhat vary with action or like even just the way that they look. Um, I think it's more of a tool of like, if you just put it in front of a fish, they'll eat it. it doesn't matter if it's a, it doesn't matter what glide bait it is a lot of the time 
truthfully. But that's the one I'm comfortable awesome. with, so that's what that's why I throw them. I really do like them. I just I had to put this cone up here. Is Andy disguised as a highway cone? <laughs> yes, that's pretty good. Yes, that's, that's real good. good. Um, for folks who may not know, aka me, uh, what is a TS seven? <laughs> oh, it's a taxi shad seven inch. Taxi From shed. okay, I've heard of taxi fish shed. everything. Yeah, gotcha. okay. the seven and the ten are awesome. Yeah, they're great baits. Let me see if I can actually bring up a picture here. I literally tried to grab them out of the boat in. right before I'm, this podcast. I don't it know if mine's funny. a paperweight or a TSO seven. I can go the grab one. Paperweights are good too. Yeah, I love them. Hold on, I'll go grab it. Okay, I don't have a. You got one, Andy? It's under a cover, and it was like completely iced. I was like, I can't get under there right now. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, so, so with that, like looking at glide bait and, and a soft bodied swim bait, sure. obviously, like you're you're saying for you at least, it's trial and error. Um, yeah. And with that being said, like, is are there conditions in which one or the other shines? Is that uh, it? That's the juice. That's the juice. Yeah, that's the taxi shad. So the paperweights don't have the gill cut out. Got it. At least on the no, I'm pretty sure that even the new ones don't. So yeah, that's definitely a taxi shed. And I think that's a seven. Looks like a seven. Yeah. There's yeah, it's definitely a seven. Yeah, that's a so that's the paperweight that you just pulled up, Bailey. Yeah, with the big old oh, they, eyes. They, on they, it. Okay. Yeah, the giant eyes. They actually do have the gills um, molded in that one too. Yeah, you might that's have to type in TSO seven. Fish everything TSO seven, Bailey. Yep. Yeah, sorry I couldn't grab them. I will stab. No, you're fine. You're good. And Bailey's a far more efficient glide bait fisherman than I am, but I had a client on my boat that actually caught a couple really big ones on the same bait. So I was like, all right, I got to find me one of these. Yeah. Yeah. Because we went smallmouth fishing two days, and the third day he was like, can we go throw glide baits? I brought some with me, and I'm like, I know a spot that I think we can catch one. He ended up catching like two five and a halfs off of one spot. I was like, that was a cool day. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. So That's exciting. I was like, I know exactly how we're going to line up the boat with the wind, and this is a cast, and if they're there, they'll show themselves. And, like, the first four casts, they would come up. And I was like, change your color. And Susie changed it. It was on. I was like, this is That's so cool. Awesome. That is very And then cool. I've only caught, like, 35-inch pike on it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, they love it. <laughs> and it's almost just as exciting when they bite it because they'll – put like six foot of slack in your line as soon as they bump it and you're like oh no yep. <laughs> it's a pike yep. <laughs> i keep trying to pull up a picture of it and the two sites that they're swim bait underground labeled as black market and it won't let me open it because of some safety reason <laughs> check out um go to phil's tacklebox.com and he's like the main distributor for them phil Okay. Phil's tackle box. Yeah, Phil's tackle box. See, now this is bad news for Bailey because now he's going to spend all kinds of money on glide baits and you're telling him where to find them. <laughs> that, dude, that's my thing. Like, there's multiple people that I have been, I, that are like my resource when it comes to swim bait fishing. Like, yeah. Like, Brent, Brendan Brown is uh, at uh, Brown Bait Co. He's a reason why I've spent way too much money 
that I should untackle that I want to admit out loud. Um, but uh, dude, it's 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 like a whole new world, honestly. Like it's you can have like your pretty standard budget, you know, swim baits like a Shine Glide, things like that that are pretty standard yeah. to get into. But when you get into this custom stuff, man, like you, it's not like you can just go there and, and buy them for the most part. Most of the time, you got to wait for drops and things like that. And Correct. It's uh, let's see, I'm pulling up blanks. I <laughs> said, uh, let's see, it says everything's temporary, unavailable as they prepare for show season. <laughs> oh yeah, that's let's right. Products maybe. Prepare for. Yeah, it won't show up any products. You might have to go to the Instagram page. It's all good. What I'll do, what I'll do is we'll yeah. we'll, we'll make a, a post on Instagram afterwards of what this thing looks like. Uh, we'll, we'll make a post. Oh, we'll, we'll suffice there. Uh, but nonetheless, because that'll that'll get drawn out of me selfishly just looking for stuff to buy tonight. <laughs> um, but I think we, we were talking about earlier about conditions for for each of them of glide bait and soft body swim bait. Like, do they have? You're saying trial and error is how you, is your process of trying to figure out what the fish want, but are there ex, um, are there specific conditions where they excel the best? I have found that throwing the glide, I've done best with sun and a decent amount of wind. That's always been my best producing conditions to throw the glide. Um, yeah, and I've caught them. I've caught plenty completely still water sun overhead no clouds like the opposite of any time you think you should be throwing something moving um and that, that's always kind of eye-opening like and that just goes back to the forward facing sonar deal like if i see a fish suspended up in a tree i'll throw a glide bait like the majority of the time first just to see what it does and i've caught so many fish doing it in every condition i'm almost like wanting just to throw any knowledge that I have out the window because it's so situated, like it, they might eat it in this exact condition right now. And then tomorrow you can have the exact same thing and they won't touch they it. won't do a it's thing. so yeah. weird. I do not, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it now. Like honestly, at half the time, like it's whatever mood the fish are in. But that's like how, how is that fish triggered, right? Like, is he yep. looking for that little baby panfish or is he looking for something big to bite? Yep. Yep. That's, that's such a good point, too. Is, uh, I've noticed instances like that where it's you notice a, a fish on a treetop or it's 90 degrees out, no sun whatsoever, and you might be going on shade lines, but they're still going to smash the living hell out of a swim bait. Uh, whereas like yeah. times where people are flipping a Texas rig or a jig or chatterbait or something like that, they're probably not going to give it the time of the day for the most part. You might catch them, but it seems like those bigger caliber fish are just drawn to uh, a bigger size swim bait. And it's now this, now this, a six inch mag draft in my eyes now is, is not a big swim bait. Whereas maybe five years ago, me looks at a six inch swim bait and is like, it's on the bigger side where now, like, I feel like, a six inch mag draft I have more confidence in than I do a wacky rig just to just to get bites. Sure. Um it's it's interesting. But to your to your point though, like it, it seems like regardless of condition, there's one that is going to trigger fish into eating. Yeah. Um I, and, and the so the cool thing I love is that they'll 
just show you fish, whether you're throwing a mag draft or a glide or any bigger bait, like they'll just follow them to look at it. Sometimes you're like, okay, well, I know there's fish here. Then you can adjust. Like if you cannot get them to eat, then it's like, okay, maybe I'll slow down and drag a shaky head or, you know, flip a jig around, but they show you fish regardless, which is always nice. And I feel like if it shows you a fish, maybe just like a minor tweak in your presentation or maybe even color might get that fish to fire if you come back later. So, 100%. Well, that's what you were saying earlier about that smallmouth. You said your yeah. client switched colors and like caught two fives. Five oh, and yeah, they're two largemouth, but yeah. Or two largemouth, sorry. Instantly, yeah. like first four casts, they would come up, show themselves, and as soon as he changed, it was on first cast. Like, yeah. <laughs> would I be asking you to reveal too much if I asked what the color switch was? Or like what change you made? No, he was going. He was throwing a bone. I might actually have a picture of the bait in the fish's mouth. Hold on. Nice. Oh, was that? Um, oh shoot! I'm trying to remember it, his name. It was Matt. The yeah. Okay. Swim bait fish. Yeah, from North Carolina. Well, while he looks for that, uh, Matt, we have a comment here asking: Dream Smasher and Weedless or Jig Hook? I like throwing them uh, the Weedless shads with a ten knot owner beast okay it's kind of funny too like when you rig it up with a 10 knot owner which is what it's supposed to be thrown on it's like it's gonna be a pretty good sized fish to get like it's that's a meaty hook it's like having to get yeah. this little thing just like all the way through and it dude they smoke it it's the coolest bite too like you just feel this like tick in a rod usually it just goes slack and you smoke them it's so much fun yeah, and dude, with that, I feel like that's a good point. Is I feel like there's some intimidation almost, if you will, when it comes to these bigger baits. When you mentioned that 10 knot hook, that owner beast, where you look at that thing, you're like, How in the world am I gonna get a fish to actually put this thing in its mouth? And it's uh it's I think it's one where and I'm curious your thoughts on this, that you just you need to Reg this thing on and don't even think about it. Just throw it and let the bait show you. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's got to be the same thing with that new missile baits ten knot jig hook. <laughs> oh my god, just that thing looks crazy. But yeah, it's probably the same thing. I bet you there's so many fish that are gonna be caught on that just because they don't see it. You know, they don't see. It's all gonna be like big of a jig or swim jig. Yeah. Oh yeah, it probably will be two pounders. <laughs> yeah. This jig's bigger than my face, but I'm going to eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you end up finding that color switch, Andy? No, I, I've i been having some phone issues, and I deleted a bunch of photos. I might have deleted it. I could not find it. Actually, you know what? So the, you I said he switched it, from, he no, from bone? It, yeah, I remember, but it might not have been a fish everything as well as I'm going back looking. Didn't he give you the one that you caught him on, Andy? No, he sent me a bunch of baits, though. I'm pulling it up. I'm fairly positive you texted me it because you're like, this dude's kicking my butt and you're just catching pike. <laughs> and that's how you were catching. Yeah, because he threw like four or five different baits and then it wasn't um a fish everything. There oh, we go. It was um it. it's like that bait. carp looking. Yeah, this is what he ended up switching to. He was throwing a bone colored bait and it's like a carp colored with an orange tail, and there's nothing in the lake that looks like that. And he ate it. So, well, that so, looks like our what do you call it rud? Yeah, it, it looks like a rud, but there's no rud in that lake. There's carp, but I don't know. 
gosh. Yes, there is. That was, that was so it. many fish. Say it. <laughs> what did you just going to say? I said I had to say there is now. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some. But yeah, do you guys have any red down your way, Matt? They're like little no, carp things that are like orange tail. Like, let me see if I can find it. But is it like a some sucker? people are kind of. It it almost looks like a cross between like a a carp and a sh- and a shad. If that makes any sense. I don't think. What did you say they were called? Rud. It's like a golden Rudd? shiner, but they have like big red fins like that. Oh, okay, I got you. Oh, there no, you we go. don't. Yeah. we don't have those. Not to my knowledge at least here in virginia that i've seen maybe out west but i don't not over here on the east coast and they're invasive to our area too cool looking yeah i don't know how we got them but uh it was probably at least the earliest i remember them in one of our lakes it was about five years ago and a bunch of people were like oh these fish are just here they're gonna die off like Somebody probably just took their their house pet goldfish type of deal and just dropped these fish in here. And uh, next thing you know, they're kind of blowing up in size and also population. And I see this dead four pounder with one shoved in its mouth, and I'm sitting there, no like, "Huh, interesting." <laughs> the bass do like this thing, and that yeah, lake crazy. has since become extremely difficult to fish, but it has since also become a really good glide bait lake because of them eating the rud, which is. Total sidebar, but is yes. it the same lake we're talking about? We'll talk about this afterwards. I don't want to speak cryptic the whole show. About oh, fair enough. So, <laughs> Matt, you're down like Virginia, North Carolina area, right? Yeah, I live in Richmond. Oh, so, so pretty, pretty close. It, to North based Carolina. on this map, the common rud range is pretty close to because Richmond's up here, right? Like over, hold on, you're on the wrong yeah. side of the country. Yeah, Richmond's <laughs> over there, right? <laughs> It, like so that, dead center of the state. Yeah, it's a little further south, but that's like I should pretty I close. Like I would have seen them. That's the thing that's strange. Like I feel like I would have seen them at one of the lakes that I fished, but I don't think I've ever seen one. It looks like they're on like tributaries to the. Is that the Chesapeake? Okay, it might be in the James or one huh. of the rivers that are. Off I fish the, the James and the the Chickahominy quite a bit. But I've never seen them. But that, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I've literally seen mullet all the way up in Chickahominy, which is huh. like forty miles or something from the bay. But yeah, there's a bunch of crabs that get up in there too in the summer when the salinity salinity is high. Mm-hmm. You don't get rain. It's crazy. Like just the amount of yeah. I wasn't actually talking about fish. I was talking about the Alex Rudd. You fish. You fish a bunch of him. And it kind of looks like oh, all so. the time. That's my favorite bait. Yeah, it looked the same. <laughs> Take some of that beard hair. Be all good. <laughs> uh, that's good. So, so with that, getting back on topic, I, I fair warned you uh, offline you here that we go at tangents. Um, when it comes to throwing bigger baits, do you think what what is more important in your eyes? Is it the conditions? that you're currently fishing in or is it trying to match that forage in that specific body of water? I'm going to go with matching like, or no, going with the the conditions that you're fishing. I think that's more important. So so you don't think you have to completely like there's guys that go out and try to just mimic the exact color of the bluegill in that lake on a glide. You don't think that matters as long as you have a little bit of wind and some flash. 
I think sometimes that it does matter, like if they're being a little bit picky, you know, I think it can make a difference. But I feel like the majority of the time I'm throwing like a bone glide bait and they're eating it. Like I've never seen an all white shad before. But yeah, I've, I think the only time they truly never even, turn all white is when they're dying. Like, like a couple hours yeah. after they, and they, die they, they like lose they their, they lose their sheen and kind of, yeah. Yeah. But I've literally been, I've had that bone glide stuck in my hand. Like the last, like all, all of fall. And did really in well. all of all conditions, you're catching them on bone. Oh, you don't go like translucent or ghost. No. <laughs> no, I'm throwing the straight bone and then I'll pick up the, uh, the 10 inch in a couple different colors and if they're biting that they're biting that too um and i've literally just got my glide set up basically to fish uh, different sink rates so like i have a 10 inch with lighter hooks and no weight in it that i can fish in the upper foot of the water column like if i'm casting to lay downs on the bank or whatever and i just want to bring it out over the branches i've got another 10 inch that sinks you know a foot every few seconds so i can fish mid-range and then i use that seven inch with what my buddy calls anchors and a little bit of weight so it sinks like a foot foot a second and i'll fish that down to 20 feet um and they're all different colors i can uh, my brother and i fished the jumbo classic like at the end of october and i think i caught a fish on all three of them on the first day and we ended up with like 28 pounds or something hmm. all on glides the, both days it was sick Gosh. It was unbelievable bag. i'm just glad you said that because i'm sitting there like between you and a couple other folks debating on should i go buy more bluegill swim bait should i like really get into the whole color bone. thing and bone i'm is just sitting home, there man. like yeah, <laughs> <Seven> yeah. <inch laughs> bone glide you're good no i definitely think uh, that there are awesome. situations where switching it up a little bit will absolutely work better i i'm literally just the most simple fisherman i feel like of all time like i'll pick it up and be like well let's see if they're biting it today i might switch it once or twice um if i have to but maybe i'm like fishing i'm pairing my glide with the cover that i'm fishing i'm not like mm. okay so the you know the water's this like we got these conditions it's cloudy and no wind or cloudy with wind i'm going to throw this color because xyz i just fish it and honestly the, i've said it twice already but with the ford basic sonar you can really see how they're reacting to it and you can just adjust from there i love that just the the usability of the glide versus anything else where it's if the color feels right to you which most cases bowen works just about everywhere as long as the the specific yeah. glide you're throwing makes sense for the condi the conditions and the structure you're throwing at, I think that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Keeping it simple. Yeah, yeah, there's there's been some pages uh, that I follow avidly, and I just love the hell out of their content. Um, there's one guy I'm trying to remember his freaking name off the top of my head. Um, he recently was just, he was fishing some. I want to say it's out west because he's he does some stuff with hookup tackle. And uh, he's fishing some like Canyon Lake and he's got like this 12 inch bone swim bait with like pink tails and pink fins. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, do I got to be going and buying some of this stuff? And like, uh, he's catching on different things. It's like, just keep it simple, man. <laughs> it's like everything else. But uh, I'm cool with that, that 100%. Like, 
the other thing is I don't, so like, I guess you have two categories of like swim bait fishermen, right? You have the guys that are truly after like the one bite. That's not me. Like, I'm not the guy looking to catch a lake record. I'm looking to go catch some fish and hopefully bigger ones throwing the glides or anything that wants to eat it, honestly. Um, but like, for instance, my buddy Jeff or Jeffrey the King, I'm sure you guys have seen him on Instagram. Guy, he's that's, in Arizona. That's who I he, was referring to. He, he <laughs> is the man. Like, he came out in October and we fished the Swimbait Universe Gathering Tournament. He was here for like a week and we fished every single yeah. day. His mindset about swim bait fishing is like he's the guy that would give you answers for like the exact color he's throwing the exact weight the exact hooks the line the rod like all dependent on the weather conditions like what moon phase it is uh what day of the week he's out like i'm not kidding he is so dialed it's unbelievable and i'm out here just like yeah we'll see if they're gonna eat the glide today but it's Dude. like he's looking for the lake record fish, whereas I'm using the glides as a tool just to go out and catch, like, catch them and hope I can catch yeah. the big ones in the mix. But it's, I would say it's a pretty night and day. Like, he can get deep into that stuff. He, I think he's a phenomenal angler. He crushed them when he was here. So he, he's just got that mentality of if I don't catch him today, that's fine. But if I do, it's going to be a dang shine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I can appreciate like that. he, I, I don't even want to say like the majority of his trips are no fish, but like I think he's got it so dialed in to know like, okay, I need to go out tomorrow between 12 and 3 and I'll catch one. And he's like showed me multiple of clips that he hasn't shared online of like, Oh, check this nine pounder out. Check this eight pounder out. Check this out. This was like all dialed in like moon phase time of year, exact dock that he's fishing or like, you know, piece of cover, whatever it is. He's like, I literally rolled up there to fish for like an hour and it was, and it happened. I'm like, that's insane. Dang. So much appreciation for it. Like his, mindset for that style of fishing to like go catch a true trophy is like it's yeah unbelievable you know that like i don't know if you know if intimidation is the right word but like uh when you're when you're talking to someone and you just know that they're way way smarter than you that you can't even know if you can have a conversation with them i feel like i would love to get him on the show but i feel like it would be that like i wouldn't know what to ask him because he'd look at me like i'm just stupid which he'd be right yeah, I mean, and it's like the, i don't even know what to ask him at that point that's what was actually really cool about getting to hang out with him and fish for like a whole week is like he's super laid back i didn't feel stupid asking him questions and i i very much feel like that fishing with anybody anybody you know I hope I don't sound dumb, but no, he's very methodical. Like he is happy to like share his knowledge. He gets stoked on it too, but that's awesome to see like going out fishing the areas that I've normally fished, like caught him on glides. I'm like, yeah, we should be able to catch a couple today or something. You know, it was just cool to be able to take some of his knowledge and like his approach towards things. And like, I honestly gave him the front of the boat uh like when, when he was here i was like i just want to see like what you're doing what how you want to break this lake down and fish your baits the way you want to fish them and he did really well 
I think he had like 25 pounds by himself one day on a uh, on a canine. Gosh. Well, so speaking fun. of canine, because I, I could yeah. go down this rabbit hole for a while. I got a few guys that I watch. I have like notifications set on too, so that I don't miss some of their content because I, I just been trying to absorb as much of this info as I can. It's, it is sick, man. I, I, I'd love to get him on the show, but you're talking about the canine. We have a question here. Yes, uh, from Bastard Mike saying, can you give some advice to us uh, TK and K9 beginners? I'm assuming like usability, things like that. I think they're, especially the TK, it's like a pretty, I would use that more geared towards like a crankdown. I had one for a while. I personally didn't like it all that much. I only caught it when I had a bill or caught fish when I had the bill in it and was cranking it down. Uh, like you know fallen trees and near docks and stuff and it that bait just like didn't work for me i was like yeah it's all right uh the canine i have seen what that thing can do now and i'm like i need to get another one when jeff was here he was fishing it as a as a glide like he was just gliding it around docks and it was phenomenal like so 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 sick just the way that he was fishing it's basically just like you pull up to a dock you make the long cast across the face so you get one really long cast through every single one of those pillars of the dock you want to hit the bait as you're gliding it through into every single post basically like you're just weaving it in and out of the dock and when you get enough practice with it you can really make it go wherever you want like you can do uh, two quick short like real handed turns and you can make it go further under the dock and then you can slowly glide it back out and you basically i mean you're like swimming this thing back to you just making it look as natural as possible and like giving it enough hang time so if a fish does see it you know when it gets close to that next post it's going to use it as a pinpoint and just crush it um but yeah then you keep going down the dock you hit the right side you hit the left side you just keep going like you're basically be making three to five casts on a dock um he, yeah that was one of those things that i learned from i was like wow this is sick that's awesome dude uh that's yeah. a i would love to just like somebody like that or yourself like these avid swim baiters if we will like just spend a day in the back of the boat just watching cadence and just like the different things technique wise uh i think that is just something that uh, while I feel like it, it's rapidly increasing in regards to at least the content we see out of it or education around it, I feel sure. like, and I, I'm curious your opinion. Um, there's still a lot to 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 learn or open up about swim bait fishing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I you, you're over there calling yourself a novice. Like that's where I feel like I'm at right now. Like, <laughs> I've been fishing them for like three, three or four years, probably in in the last we'll say two years more frequently. Like I always, always, always have one on the deck, no matter where I'm at, no matter what time of year it is, I always have a glide uh, like ready to go. That's awesome. um, but yeah, I feel like there's so much to learn with it. And depending on which route you want to go, if you want to go catch the biggest fish in your lake, or you just want to use it as a tool to catch bigger fish and, you know, help up your bag in a tournament, like, those are two different paths that uh, are 
fairly different, I would say. Because once you learn how to use a glide and like when and kind of get that feel and vibe for it, um, it's just like anything else. Like I might yeah. pick it up for one or two casts throughout the day. If, you know, if it's a tough day, they're not really crushing it. I'll still, you know, if I see a, a good line for one cast, I'll pick it up for one cast. And if I don't see anything, then go back to whatever else I was throwing. But like, I've always got it ready. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is there a, is there a water temperature too cold? Oh. You think uh, a glide bait, or do you so you think it's? Oh, sorry, Andy. <laughs> Are you fine? <laughs> like, is there a cutoff? You think when it comes down to to colder water temps for bigger swim baits? So I don't know. <laughs> like I <laughs> last winter, I caught a few good fish on glides. Like when it got in well into the forties, like low forties. Uh, this year, I actually haven't. I don't think I've caught a fish in the last few trips, like the last few weeks and the water's down there in the forties as well, but I can still get them to chase it slowly, but like, I haven't caught anything on it. So that's where I'm like switching over to the jerk bait and like really just giving it that long pause. But that could also be one of those situations you were asking about earlier about, you know, maybe I need to throw a soft plastic swim bait instead, something that's going to be able to like, just move slower they're not going to have to work as hard for it, I guess, or just throw a throw some lighter hooks on instead of the anchors so that they can really hang. Yeah. Uh, I do have a question for you though. Like when you see them chasing that glide bait, right? Like real slow meandering following when the water's cold. Have you ever thought about speeding it up a little bit or tried speeding it up? Cause if they're chasing, I think if you can get them to react, they're going to bite it. Because usually sure. if they're, if they're going to chase that glide, right? Like if they're going to chase at 50, 70 mm-hmm. feet, you could see them. Like you would think that you might be able to trigger them to get them to bite it right at the boat. Yeah. And I, I've definitely tried that. Absolutely. Like I've had, I've had probably a hundred times as many fish chasing the bait that I've caught. Um, but I, I might've had like a handful of them eat speeding it up and normally what i'll do is like if i see him trailing for that long like i'll just let the bait sink and get closer to him and closer to him as they're catching up and then i'll just start like almost walking it in place above their head like so i'm not moving it yeah wise as far but you're just doing like the taps with the rod so it's just um and that's done really well and then i'm with the forward pacing sonar it's insane like there's been a couple fish that i've caught where i've had them fall all the way to the boat and they don't eat. And I just let the bait sit there, you know, 20 feet of line, 10 feet out in front of the boat. And I'm just letting the wind like slowly push the boat back. And I'm like following the fish and the glide with the live scope and just watching it. And I had one fish, but when I was in Texas last year, I let it, I did that for like three and a half minutes. And I finally got this fish into like a tempo where like I could see it was being more reactive like i just let the bait sink the fish was also swimming away like it you know you work the bait he'd come up and look at it and then turn around and start swimming he's like 10 15 feet you're just letting it sink letting it sink and he like does a backflip comes back around to look at it again and like finally i guess i got a cadence where it was like oh i'm gonna eat you now but three and a half minutes after i brought him in from the initial cast crazy like i don't even know what it was to be honest that's Hmm. sick but something triggered him yeah i don't i don't know 
yeah it, it definitely was something he, or he was just tired of looking at the thing i'm yeah. not sure exactly. but just that was, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it, it was very very <laughs> cool but i mean I've, I've done both like i've caught a few speeding it up but the, actually some of the bigger fish i've caught too has just been letting like giving that bait an exaggeratedly long um hang time and just honestly sink like they'll eat it as it's falling down if you get them into some sort of like chase chasing pattern or they're following it um yeah that one's always kind of wild too yeah that bite almost sounds similar to uh at least for like length, sounds similar like Menendez waiting 30 seconds on a jerk bait for a fish to come up and eat. It's almost the same. Like, imagine that the fish is just sitting there watching it that whole time. He's like, ah, screw it. It's been 30 seconds. I'll eat it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, man, I, I've been fishing a lot of jerk baits lately. Like, I cannot. Uh, 30 seconds is like a, a lifetime. It's a Even long time. I, think, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. And especially if you're watching them, um, I'm like, I'll give you like two seconds, buddy. It, like if you're not doing anything, like uh, maybe I'll give you five, but if you're not going to eat it, I'm just going to keep making you chase it. Yeah, thirty seconds, thirty second pauses on a jerk bait's insane. Well, yeah, no that's like a ten minute cast sometimes. Yeah, oh, yeah. literally. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. How about soaking a plastic jerk bait? Oh, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, no thanks. Well, well, Matt, I got. Uh, we have one last question for you before we let you go here, but just to wrap up the the swim bait talk, um, we'll love to hear you one go through uh, your confidence setup from a from a swim bait like rod, uh, reel, sure. line, things like that, and then maybe um, for somebody that is brand new, maybe they just bought a twenty dollars shine glide, wants to get into it, something that's like a like a budget universal swim bait rod, if you could. Yeah, absolutely. So. I've got two swim bait rods that I've, I'm using for all of my glides and soft plastic swim baits. So one of them is, it's absolutely on the bigger end, but it's for like my absolute biggest glides and soft plastic swim baits where you need a bit of backbone to it. It's an 8.6 extra heavy eye rod. I think it's the Bailey's Mag Swim. Um, and my buddy gave me that a couple years ago and it's been perfect like it's for as big as it is and as heavy as it is i've thrown literally everything every swim bait that i own on it and i've caught fish on it so a lot of confidence there um, but i've recently switched to a 7-eleven heavy from kistler i think it's called the big country and that rod is like a bit more parabolic and i've found that one it's a lot easier to cast the smaller glides especially if you're trying to pinpoint like around docks or cover um and it's a little bit more forgiving. I have a problem. I cannot like let off on the hook set thing. I like to just swing for the fences. It's kind of terrible, but like I just can't not hammer them. So it, I think that does help from pulling it out of their face sometimes. And uh, having a bit shorter rod, being a 7-Eleven, it still has enough length backbone that you can work the heavier baits on, but it's just a little bit easier to cast if you're underhanding or roll casting. Uh, we have a, a comment. <laughs> Does Matt wear ankle weights when using that? <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> yeah, Always. I have to. I should probably. <laughs> it's honestly a my my musky rod is like the exact same specs as that, which is kind of funny because I, yeah, I feel like hooking up. You know, you're only using that rod for the bait you're throwing. 
not for the right. fish you're catching because even if you hook like a 10 with an 8.6 extra heavy i mean if you're not boat flipping it I, I hope you got a quick net guy or something because it's just too easy like yeah. i feel like i could hang off of that 8.6 rod it's nuts but That's um yeah i'm either using for line size we'll say um 20 or 25 pound seaguar and visex and I recently got a Shimano Corrado, which is awesome. The 300 size, I highly recommend that. And prior to that, I was using a Tranks 300, which I absolutely beat to shit over the last like four <laughs> and a half years. I musky fished with it and, you know, I was throwing 80 pound braid on that and giant baits. Um, and then transitioned it over to my swim bait reel. And I, I'm pretty rough on my stuff and it literally just started having issues with the anti-reverse um, in October. So like four and a half years of me, like really put it to the test. I absolutely stand behind that real Tranks 300 is sick and relatively affordable. Affordable. I want to say it's like 280 or something like that. Does that sound okay. right? I think around that ballpark makes sense. Maybe 300, but between that and the Corrado, both are great reels. Um, and to touch on the entry-level rod, I actually was just looking at one a couple of days ago. Someone asked me this question, and I think I saw Dobbins. Fury? It's the one with the green, Fury. It was a Dobbins Fury. Fury swim bait rod. I think it was an 806. And I want to say it was on sale for like 120 bucks. That's a sick I setup. Bet. I think like that is sick. That's a very like easy way to get yourself into a perfect rod. I think that could throw a good range of baits if you really want to jump into it. Um, yeah, that's what oh, I'd yeah. recommend for sure. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I believe all the. I don't know about the Kistler Big Country, which is also, by the way, a badass name for a rod. I don't know. Why I love the name Big Country. Um, but uh, I know for sure that Dobbins Fury is on Omnia if people want to go and uh, get even get 10% knocked off of that already that low of a price. So um, that's legit. Thanks for that. Um, Andy, do you have anything else for Matt before we hit him with our last question? Yeah, you can hit him with the last question. All right. So like we have for uh, our first question for you, you know, being the first time you're on the show, we do have a, a last question for people that are you know, their first time on the show. Uh, and that is if you could sit down with three different individuals, uh, they don't have to be fishing. Uh, they could be alive a thousand years ago. Uh, it doesn't matter. It could be absolutely anybody sit down, have a steak, have a beer, pick their brain. Who are you going to invite? Mm. This is also one, Andy, that I don't think we've asked in a very long time. Yeah. It's, it's probably been at least so 50 tough Okay. Let me think about this. And that's the best part is the reaction, I think. Not even the answers because of the blind side aspect. Oh, so like, blind. I feel very blinded. I'm going to try to keep it. Let's see. One of these days, All some right. guys is going to like quit and leave us and just from not, not prepping the question. <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep it easy. We'll say uh, my girlfriend, Bill Ivey, and... Who else? I'll say Kevin Van Dam. Go with the goat. Those will be my top three. I'm surprised not not one swim baiter in there. Nah, 
I know that. I can call him up right now. <laughs> I can call. He's like, I already did that. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, dude, for real, thank you so much for for taking the time out and uh, joining us here on the show, dropping some knowledge. Uh, I know for sure I won, gained some knowledge, and also lost some money thanks to you on the show. So uh, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. Had a great time. And if you guys ever ever find yourself down this way, make sure to hit me up. I'd love to take you guys out. Yeah, I want to hit up Lake. I think it's like Lake Honor or something that's around there. My brother lives in Charlottesville. So he's always oh, like, Lake come Anna. on down. Yeah, yeah Lake Dude, Anna. He's like, come on down. And I'm like, oh, I'll get down there eventually. They, uh, He's not going anywhere. So, so that that lake has been stocked with F1s for the last few years, I think. And like, they're starting to get pretty big. big. And I think in like the next two years, you're going to see a lot of like eights and nines and tens coming out of there. All right. Oh, That's why I'm going to come in two years. I'll keep you posted then. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Well, likewise, if you can find your way through the six feet of snow we have here in Buffalo, you're you're welcome here as well. But uh, I, I suggest waiting until until I'll come up in the summer. I hate the cold, yeah. and I would be buried in it. Yeah, for real. But uh, man, we'll uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Appreciate you you coming on the show, man. Anytime. Take it easy, guys. Yeah. Have a good right. one. See you, Matt. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, I know for sure. I hope my wife does not listen to this show because I have a cart already started. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Uh, well, that was awesome. Thank you again to Matt for joining. That was that was freaking sick. Um, so, folks, if you guys have any further questions, we can always do a follow-up show as well, especially on the swim bait stuff because uh, I'll speak on behalf of Andy and I. We are turds when it comes to swim bait fishing. Uh, so, but we'll love to keep doing, uh, some content around that, but, uh, now we're going to switch gears here in a second. Uh, we're going to take a little short 30 second break because we have some new guests that are going to be joining us. And, uh, I got a text that they're only one minute away from a full on brawl. So we should probably get them on soon so that we can at least watch it live. Uh, <laughs> sounds about right. Uh, yeah. I got a feeling like this one's, this one's going to be a riot. Um, but, uh, Nonetheless, uh, Andy, that was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Uh, any takeaways from that uh, that first segment with Matt? Yeah. Um, makes me want to buy more glide <laughs> yeah. baits, and I think that's the worst part is because I have already some, and I just got more in, and I'm like, when am I even going to have time to throw these? I have to wait basically till July at this point to throw even a glide bait on my own. So I'm like, I got to stop buying fishing tackle. It's getting bad. Especially when you spend... 99% of your time out in 50 feet of water on the Great Lakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then July and August, I go shallow. But by then, it's like, I know they'll See, eat that's it, but... something. Yeah. That's what you should do. Because we've we've done that before where we're up shallow. And one person's on a big glide where the smallies might try to eat it. And they might grab a back trouble. But like then the other person throws like hair or that something. And can shot, catch yeah. the one following it. That's like a little, little team tourney juice yeah. uh, for you guys. But uh Nonetheless, stuff, man. I know, I know. I gotta stop. <laughs> I got nope. a break. <laughs> well, folks, uh, we're gonna take a thirty-second break, and uh, we'll be back with Mr. Bryant Smith and Jake Boomer. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode uh, with Matt Strykel talking about uh, bigger swim baits. It was a lot of great knowledge, and like I told you guys, uh, this is the new format for this week. So I got to figure out a better way to transition these shows. 
but I might just input these little small audio clips of just me talking uh, to trans- uh, transition those. If you guys enjoy that, please let me know. Your guys' feedback is definitely highly appreciated uh, in this moment as we try to work out some kinks and try to figure out what is the best route moving forward from the Serious Angler podcast to give you guys the best product. And I think this format is the way to do it. Um, and I think you guys will thoroughly enjoy that, being that we're going to have Matt's episode that you just listened to, being on Wednesdays, those angler interviews, those topics, uh, and then have some of the the fun, the, the fun segments, the lighthearted, not-so-serious game shows, whatever we want to call it. I still haven't figured out a name for it to be on Friday. So hope you guys are enjoying that, and we're going to keep working on trying to improve this show. Again, please uh, submit any feedback that you guys might have. I want to know what you guys think of it all. So that being said, the next show will be featuring Bassmaster Elite Series Pro Bryant Smith and the owner of Alpha Angler, Jake Boomer. Uh, we're going to do a little bracket challenge uh, for top winner baits. So look forward to that, and we'll see you guys on Friday. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners, where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.